Hi everyone, today I want to talk to you about nutrition and how having a little bit of understanding about nutrition can help you on your journey. So with the calorie targets that I've set you, your calories are made up by using three, potentially four, macronutrients. So macronutrients are our energy source and they all play different roles within the body. So there are three main types of macronutrients. Now, there is, some would say four macronutrients. I'll explain that very quickly. So your three main macronutrients are carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. Now, alcohol can be considered a fourth macronutrient because it does contain energy, um, but it's not something we're gonna talk about today because it's metabolized in a different way. I'm going to focus on the three main macronutrients. So let's dive straight in and look at carbs first of all. So carbohydrates will contain four calories per gram and carbohydrates are responsible for many roles within our body. They are the primary and preferred energy source especially during high intensity exercise. They are the only fuel used by the central nervous system. They provide a source of fiber. They promote fat burning uh, when glucose is present. So you, glucose has to be present to burn fat. Um, and they also have a protein sparing role, especially when we're in an energy deficit. Now, carbs can be split into different classifications. So you have simple, complex, uh, and fiber comes into the complex as well. So simple carbs are things like fruit, honey, milk, sugar, complex carbs and fiber is things like whole grains, vegetables, peas, beans, potatoes. Um, now that as what they yes, they all contain four calories per gram, but complex carbs are better for us to consume within our diet. They contain more fiber for a start, and we'll come on to why fiber is important in a second. But they also help maintain our blood sugar sugar levels. They take longer to break down to so that to keeps our blood sugar stable for a longer period of time. But let's look at fiber. So a diet rich in fiber will keep our digestive system healthy and it will also reduce risk of developing diseases and certain cancers. So there are two types of fiber, there's soluble fiber and there's insoluble fiber. Soluble fiber is thing in oats, barley, pulses, beans, peas, lentils. Um, now this will attach to fat to help lower lower density lipoprotein cholesterol and it also regulates blood sugar because um, it's absorbed and released more slowly. Now your insoluble fiber is things like fruits and vegetables, whole wheat products like rice, um, bran, nuts and seeds. Now this will help um, prevent constipation and it also helps you feel fuller for longer. So that helps with weight loss. So, the things to, so a, a good ballpark figure would be to aim for 18 grams of fiber a day. Now, just looking at carbs as a whole then. So, carbs are our body's preferred energy source. Around 50% of our diet should come from carbohydrates. Now, it is better to consume whole grain fibrous carbohydrates now, 
even though there is two types, simple and complex, so they do con both contain four calories per gram, but please go for them complex carbohydrates when you can. Right, we're going to move on to fats. So fats out of the three macronutrients do contain more calories per gram. They contain nine calories uh, per gram. They are very important though, and it shouldn't be avoided. They can be demonized um, fats within the diet. I think people think a high fat diet means you will be fat, and it's actually not the case. Um, so yeah, they are often seen as bad. They are actually vital to a healthy diet. They, they can actually, well, they, they store vitamins within our body. So there's different types of vitamins. There's uh, fat-soluble vitamins and there's water-soluble vitamins. So fat-soluble vitamins, vitamins A, D, E, and K, are actually stored in fat within our body. So we can store vitamins. They are a cushion for our vital organs and they insulate our body. They form part of cell membranes for brain tissue and bone marrow. They provide an essential source of fatty acids. They play a key role in hormone storage, um, especially the female organs, um, estrogen. And, you know, they make food taste good, let's be honest. They give palatability, nice aroma, they give it tenderness. Um, now, again, there are different classifications of fats. So you have saturated, monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, and trans fats. Now, saturated fats, the, the term saturated means it's saturated with hydrogen atoms. So it's it's all about the hydrogen. So if it's saturated hydrogen, it's a saturated fat, and the least hydrogen you have will end up with a polyunsaturated. So saturated fats are normally hard at room temperature, and that's things like butter, lard, and cheese. Um, also, some saturated fats are plant-based oils like coconut and palm oil. They're not room, they're not solid at room temperature, but that is also a saturated fat. Um, now, a high saturated fat diet is linked to elevated cholesterol levels and the increased risk of heart disease. So, monounsaturated fat. So, this type of fat contains slightly less hydrogen. These tend to be liquid at room temperature, but they can solidify. So things like olive oil, rapeseed oil, hazelnut, almonds, um, avocados, nuts, seeds and nuts, these types of fats are thought to be the best for your health. Um, they, if you're gonna, your main fat sources in your diet should come from things like meat, nuts and seeds, um, avocados, things like that. Um, polyunsaturated fats, so these contain the least number of hydrogen atoms, normally always liquid at room temperature. Sources include vegetable oils and oily fish. Now there are what is called essential fatty acids and these are fatty acids that our body cannot produce so we must consume them through our diet. That is omega-3, omega-6 and omega-9. Um, the richest source of omega-3 fatty acids are like mackerel, tuna, salmon, sardines. Omega-6 and omega-9 are more found in vegetable oils, um, like polyunsaturated margarine. It's really important that you do get these essential amino acids through your diet, because um, like I said, our body can't create them. So just to summarise fats a little bit. So they are a good source of energy. 
They can be classified as saturated, monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, and trans fats. I didn't speak too much about trans fats. Guys, it's obvious we should be avoiding the trans fat stuff. That's all you like, your takeaways, your deep fried stuff. You want to stay away from that. Um, fat is the largest potential store of energy. Um, and then don't forget about your essential um, fatty acids that we need to consume through our diet, omegas 3, 6, and 9. Okay, moving on to protein. So, protein, four calories per gram, just like carbohydrates, but it's not actually an energy source like carbohydrates are. So, protein has loads of roles within our body. It can make up clotting agents in blood plasma. It can activate the actions of vitamins, it produces hemoglobin, it regulates the pH fluids in our body, it occasionally acts as hormones, it produces actinomyosin, which is energy, and um, it forms the structure of our hair, our skin, our nails, our tendons, our ligaments. It is the building block for enzymes. It literally makes us what we are, okay? So even like muscles, it's all protein. Protein requirements differ from person to person. If you were somebody who was completely sedentary, who didn't train, even that doesn't matter. You need a certain protein requirement just to warn off certain diseases. Now that very bottom figure that we should be aiming for is 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. However, I want you to all to eat two grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Now it's important that we consume a higher protein diet when we're in an energy deficit and this is for lots of reasons. So not only them roles that I've just mentioned, but when we're in an energy deficit, like I said, protein isn't a main source of fuel of energy, but it can be used as. Our bodies can break down muscle tissue and change that. It can convert the amino acids to glycogen to use as energy. We want to avoid that. So we want to eat more protein so our body doesn't start to break down our muscle tissue. So there are essential amino so protein is basically made up of amino acids. Now there are non-essential and essential amino acids. So the non-essential amino acids that we can create them in our body, but the essential amino acids, they are not created in our body and they must be consumed through our diet. Now, most meat sources of protein all contain the essential amino acids, so they are what's known as a complete protein. Non-meat sources of protein are not normally complete proteins. So this means that you're not going to get all the benefits um, from what protein actually does for us. There are some plant-based proteins that contain all of the essential acids, things like soya, hemp, and quinoa. But if you're not consuming just soya, hemp, and quinoa, you can pair certain proteins together. So there are eight essential amino acids. By pairing two different things, so for example, a good combination would be things like peas and beans because peas contain a certain amount of the essential amino acids and beans contain the other ones. So consuming them together means within that meal you're getting the complete protein. 
So just to summarise proteins, they are made up of single building blocks called amino acids. There's 20 amino acids, 12 are non-essential and 8 are essential, so we must consume them in our diet. When we're having a plant-based diet, it's essential that we have a varied diet, so we are getting that complete protein. There is a protein requirement that I want you to all to hit, and that's two grams per kilogram of body weight. So if you are a, an 80, sorry, of your goal. So if your goal is to be 60 kilogram, I want you to aim in at hitting 120 grams of protein a day. Um, protein is not the body's preferred energy source, but it is still an essential nutrient because it's role in growth and development of new tissue and the regulation of metabolic pathways. Quickly also want to talk about things like vitamins and minerals. So carbs, fats and proteins are macronutrients. Okay, They are needed in large quantities and they are energy and metabolic pathways and all sorts. We need them three macronutrients for health. However, just as important for health are micronutrients, vitamins, minerals and certain supplements. So with your vitamins, um, they play massive roles in the body. All do different things, okay? It's really important that we consume vitamins because they do perform roles in our body that we need for health. Same with minerals, okay? So vitamins, antioxidants, minerals, we need all of these within our diet. This is why consuming a varied diet is really important but this is why it's important to eat whole good foods rather than processed foods all the time. Because if you are eating whole foods, if you're eating lean protein, whole grains, loads of fiber, you're going to be getting all your vitamins and minerals in anyway. That's pretty much it. I don't want to go too far in and confuse you all in the world of nutrition because it is a minefield. But hopefully that's given you all a little bit of understanding about carbs, fats and protein and why they're so important for our health. And then all I want you to focus on on your journey is the calorie target and the protein target. Because while carbs and fats are really vital, we don't have to get bogged down too much on them numbers. It's more making sure that we're getting enough protein and we're staying within a calorie limit so we're able to lose weight but in a healthy way. If you do have any questions, you know where I am and I'll speak to you all soon.